Why do you think bank presidents and jewelry store owners trust ADT to protect their homes and businesses? Because they feel safe, and you can too. How would you like to monitor your home from fire, floods, and yes, robberies without even being there right from your smartphone? That is peace of mind. You may even save money on your homeowner's insurance just by having an ADT system installed. And there's even a money-back guarantee. How about that? We guarantee 100% satisfaction. You have nothing to risk. Why do you think people who have so much to protect trust ADT? Because it works. Call right now for a free quote. We'll even give you a free gift for calling. So pick up your phone and call Protect Your Home, an ADT authorized premier provider now. 800-818-0191-800-818-0191-800-818-0191. That's 800-818-0191. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Uh, depending on when you're listening to this show, welcome to Radio Law Talk. I am Todd Kunin. I'm sitting in the big guy's chair, sitting in Fred's chair. I feel like I feel like one of the Lannisters who's taken the Iron Throne in Game of Thrones because Cersei was gone. If you've seen it, you get the reference. If you haven't seen that show, well, sorry. Todd Kunin here uh, next to me to the usual seat of prominence. Back ba- to. Back in her seat. <laughs> I, I had supplanted her for two weeks because it was too difficult for me to make it around our, our, our not-so-round table. Denise Dirks, how are you? I am well. And enjoying today. Oh, what a gorgeous day! A good day of uh, a good week of lawyering this week. Did we have a Did we have a good week? I had a busy week. I was literally in court on remote or some form of remote every day. Burning the candle at both ends yes. and in the middle. Behind the glass, Cal Hunter. Good morning, Cal. Good morning, Todd. Good morning, Denise. So, th- was this Zoom? Do they use Zoom or Microsoft? I mean, why? Why? How did Zoom get all this business? There are so many other opportunities for this, uh, you know, two-way computer talk. Did Zoom get a contract out? They were like first, were they fast? How did that They were work? fast, and it was really um, intuitive. Yeah, easy. You know, the yeah. easy to, to learn and all of that. But there's other programs, like different counties use different programs. Okay. There's Blue Jeans. There's Microsoft Teams. Or, but yours was on Zoom. Uh, my trial was on Zoom. Isn't there a half an hour limit or forty five minute limit on the Zoom? Or Not you if you pay for the upgrade. Pay? Okay, that's it. <laughs> Yeah. And believe it or not, I paid for the upgrade for the whole year because yeah, no, obviously you're going to well, need it. Yeah. I'm going to use it. Yeah, I, ju- I just got a kick out of all the stories when they tried to get back into uh, doing online classes with with elementary schools, high schools, junior high schools, and they're doing it via Zoom. And and then there were the reports that are all these security issues on Zoom, and and no, no they're not. <laughs> if you know how to use it, you can go in and set the parameters of your Zoom chat to eliminate everything. You can set it so that people cannot comment. You can set it so that people can't hop in unless they have a password, And but people weren't using that. They were just opening up 
it was like a party line. <laughs> yeah, and the schools were challenged just because they wanted to limit their audience, um, whereas the courts, a lot of things are public, so they can't really limit their audience. So some courts don't have passwords, for example. Well, here's an ironic The reason I bring this up is up at Chico State University, they were doing a law enforcement training class, and they got Zoom bombed. <laughs> with, with some stuff you really don't want to see on Zoom. And so they had to, I don't know what they did, they had to do something to make it work okay. I was just curious about that. But they, yeah, that was the term the newspaper used in writing the story. I uh, had law enforcement class Zoom bombed at Chico State. I thought, well, that's kind of weird. Well, wow. Well, you can share documents. So if you're on there, you can like push a little button and share documents so that maybe what well, the Zoom bomb was. these were unwelcome guests. Yes. Yeah. We say. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think. <clears throat> This falls under the category of necessity, and I'm using that term very loosely, necessity being the mother of invention. So with kids now that are that were going to Zoom classes, they would they would log on. And look, if you weren't there, if the teacher called on you and you didn't respond, um, you know, because you can you can mute your uh, you can pause your video so that only your name shows up. And so some people were, you know, they'd log in and they go back to sleep because they're in their bedroom. Right. Um, but if you don't respond when the teacher calls on you, you're marked as absent. That happened to my son on more than one occasion. And so. Um, <laughs> no, Dad, I was really there. Yeah. No, no. no yeah. I, right. I was five feet away <laughs> snoring. <laughs> so the other day I saw this uh, I saw this program that you can download for your computer that works in connection with zoom and essentially what it does is your video feed it actually makes your video feed look like and have the uh and, and have the little warning connection error weak connection so that when the teacher looks they see that you're having a weak connection and they'll go oh, okay he the person's here but they're having connectivity issues so so i'm not going to call on them the one i love the most is the the lawyer that comes on as a cat i mean yes. that was i mean I, I couldn't get enough of that and unable to do a darn thing about it yeah. couldn't figure out how to get rid of the cat that's just that i'm was... really um a human your honor I'm a person. I'm not a cat. And the judge said, okay, I'm prepared to hear it. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> that's funny. That's, that's, just, uh, that's just crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. But we got stuff to talk about this week. Fred on assignment. We always miss him when he's not here, um, but we're working on our aim. Oh, bad joke. Okay. So, uh, but wish, uh, you know, wish Fred happy travels wherever he's at when he gets back next week we'll welcome him back with open arms so um, if you want to participate in the show if you if you have an opinion about a story that we're covering or anything like that if you want to come in we, we would we don't answer specific legal questions we don't give legal advice but we will discuss generally legal topics and and things like that if you want to give us a call 855 law radio that's 855 529-7234. We'd be happy. We'd love to have you participate in the program with us. Call screeners are waiting by. Say that Cal looks up at me with his yeah, so operators are standing by. Yes. Call 855-LAW-RADIO. Chief That's Cook. So you don't forget, call before midnight tonight. That's 855. 855. <laughs> yes. Um, so stuff, some of the things we're going to talk about this week. This, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, this week... On Radio Law Talk, we're going to we're going to cover uh, more than a few cases that deal with constitutional rights, specifically the Fourth Amendment, how the Supreme Court works, what's going on, cases that are before the Supreme Court, cases that are coming up, cases that didn't get taken up yet. Um, so we're going to talk about that. Also, we have uh, pro sports. 
are in the legal news this week. One athlete facing, um, oh, let's say facing criminal charges for his alleged role in an assault. But we also have information from his attorney that says, hold on a second, folks. Not so fast. We also have an update on uh, another former assistant coach who just before the Super Bowl picked up a uh, or was involved in a in an accident was tragic. And talk a little bit about that. But mainly we're going to talk about when does a DUI, when does a DWI, depending on what jurisdiction you're in, uh, when is it a felony and was it, when is it a misdemeanor? And uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. Also in from baseball. So we've got football now baseball. A, uh, for those of you who know Joe West, the uh, umpire, probably one of the more well-known umpires in Major League Baseball, he just had a resolution to a lawsuit he filed against a former player, and we'll talk about how that worked out, mm. and several other cases that we're going to discuss. But you know, one of the biggest reasons people tune in is for case or no case. Now, Cal, I'm looking at the clock here, and I'm wondering, do we have enough time to set this up, or do you want to take it after I, the break? I, I can tease it. Okay. And that is... Uh, oh, tease, Cal. Go ahead, please. Okay. okay, so Denise, I have a question for you. Yes. You have and friends with dogs, do you not? Um, yes, and it, I have dogs okay. for friends as well. Which dogs are the most likely to bite, big dogs or small dogs? Small. It's correct. Yes. Small dogs are the most likely to bite, and coming up on Case or No Case, we're going to have a case that involves a small dog bite and an unusual end to it because... The small dog ended up being a bad dog and a good dog all at the same time. So we'll explain on case or no case. Oh, by the way, three point. Remember when Fred was here, he got three points. Oh. Gonna be three points for y'all today. But if you get it wrong, we're taking off one. So case or no case. You know the the irony is I'm not really a dog person. Yeah. But my favorite book growing up, my favorite book as a little kid, and when I find it now, I still look at it. Go dog go. Oh yeah. Go, dog, go. Cool. Did you watch Lassie growing up? Uh, no, no, didn't watch Lassie. <laughs> Rinta. You know what? I watched Where the Red Fern Grows, and that was enough tear-jerking for me. So I was like, sorry, just not oh, going to go there. You know, what about an old yeller? Oh, yeah, old don't get yeller. me started. Oh, no, no, please, no, no. I'm just trying to think about it. Not old yeller, no. <laughs> the vibe of this show was just reduced and by five points because of an old yeller and reference. Elvis Presley singing Old Shep. Oh, oh, no. oh, please, no. We'll be back with more Radio Law Talk very soon right here. Don't go away. This portion of Radio Law Talk is brought to you by Strauss Naturals. For more information, go to StraussNaturals.com. That's S-T-R-A-U-S-S, StraussNaturals.com. Wayne Elliott here to tell you about my experience with Strauss Naturals heart drops over the past 20 years. Strauss heart drops saved me back then and changed my life forever. It's hard to describe how invigorating it is when you support your healthy blood flow everywhere. There is scientific evidence that heart drops ingredients help maintain healthy lipid concentration. Cholesterol is in the blood lipid group. This supports blood flow, our body's most important function. I was able to maintain a healthy heart and blood flow. Strauss heart drops work, I can assure you. No contraindications with pharma drugs. Strauss Heart Drops are safe, and Strauss guarantees your satisfaction with a hassle-free guarantee so you can't go wrong and certainly have nothing to lose. I've seen folks taking heart drops that have greatly improved their lives. Available online at StraussNaturals.com. Thank you very much. These products may not be right for you. 
Always read and follow the label. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In. Ready to grow with you. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. First, they said cigarettes were safe. We know how that turned out. Now, they say they didn't market e-cigarettes to teens? Fact. More than one in four high school students are vaping, and 80% say their first e-cigarette was flavored. Vaping is harmful to developing brains. The reason we think vaping is safe? Marketing. Same lies? different day. Tell Big Vape to quit lying. Todd has kitty. What does Todd's cat see? Show me the money. <laughs> You're listening to Radio Law Talk. And now back to the show. What does Todd's cat say? Show me the money. <laughs> nice, nice splicing those uh, kitty bumps good, together good, there. Good Cal. kitty, good kitty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, so, for those of you that might be tuning in for the first time or didn't hear us in the first break, for those of you tuning in on new affiliates that have signed up to listen to Radio Law Talk to carry it on their stations, we do a thing called Case or No Case, where Cal tries to stump us. Mm-hmm. And we do it at the top of every hour. Cal? 
All right, let me see if I can find the appropriate. There we go. Here's the open standby, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Now it's time to play Case or No Case. And now, Case or No Case. We all know that some dogs bite. As Denise told you, we also know that smaller dogs are far more likely to bite than a bigger dog. In fact, I read an article where they said if you want to get an ideal apartment dog, get a greyhound. <laughs> I said, yeah, but where do I sleep if I live in an apartment? Anyway, be that as it may. Uh, Belinda Shelburne of Spearfish, South Dakota, learned that lesson the hard way about the small dogs biting. She was visiting her friends, Sean and Joyce Finn in Mandan, South Dakota, to play bridge, came up to the front porch. Soon as she opened up the door after hearing Joyce say, come on in, little taco, the chihuahua clamped onto her calf, bit her hard enough to break the skin, got beneath the, the, uh, the door there and got down there and exposed the muscle and would not let go. This dog was just not going to let go. Belinda then immediately took herself to the emergency room along with her friends because the bite was very deep and it was bleeding uh, pretty badly. Once there, the ER doc looked at the bite and said, hmm, this is really interesting. Uh, Joyce stood anxiously waiting as the doctor took a tissue sample so to call her back the next day. So she waited. Uh, Belinda called her attorney, but the call came in on the other line as she sat on hold. The doctor call came in as she was sitting on hold with her lawyer. The doctor told her that the dog in its ferocious manners saved her life. It bit into a cancerous tumor that had to be removed immediately. Belinda clicked over to the lawyer and said, look, I know this turned out as well as it could, but their dog did bite me. And now that I know I have cancer, I will need help with my medical bills. So she said, should I prepare to sue my friends and get their insurance company involved? In fact, she says what I'm asking you, Todd Cunin, case or no case. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's interesting. I've, I've actually heard um, and, and you, know, you always wonder, you hear this and you see it usually when you're watching YouTube at one o'clock in the morning because you can't sleep and all these crazy stories come up. But I did hear about dogs that could detect cancer. One individual who had a dog that could detect that there are dogs that are trained to detect before a person is going to have a seizure. They can notify the dog. They bark. And so the person knows that the dog's freaking out. I'm, you know, this is going to happen. Um, Query whether or not that gives dogs a little bit of unwarranted power if they ever become sentient and start taking bribes on the side from the cat. But uh, so. Which my dog would easily oh, do. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So uh, I'm going to say that this is an actual scenario, but it does not lead to a case because, first, I think any attorney looking at this would say, I'm sorry. You, you might have a cause of action for the dog bite. Depends on whether or not this is a state that gives, you know, if the dog has never bit anybody, do you get one bite at the, at the not the bite at the apple, <laughs> do you get one bite at the victim before it's an issue or not? Um, but I think that given the fact that the dog bite actually led to the cancer treatment, even if they prevailed on the dog bite, I don't believe that they would get enough damages to cover cancer treatment because the cancer treatment is not a direct um, result, a direct injury as a result of the dog bite. It's actually, you had cancer before the dog bit you. She figured the 15 grand would help cover expenses while she stayed at home. That was what they were hoping to settle for, was what, 10 to 15. What, what year was this? 1999. Uh, yeah, it might it might cover like three yeah. days of ninety-nine's <laughs> correct. Okay, in-home medical yeah. care. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say this is a uh, this is a case a, a scenario. Sorry, let me make sure. This is a scenario, 
but this is not an actual case where a lawsuit was filed. Okay, Denise Dirks, what say you? Uh, well, what would she sue under uh, damages um, and him discovering the cancer and saving her life is a mitigation of damages, right? So, I mean, that's a possibility. Sure. And um, he exposed muscle, so clearly it was a big bad bite. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say that it's a case and that she loses. Loses? Yeah, because usually in a lot of states, it's a per se kind of a, a violation where the fact that the dog bit somebody, it doesn't matter. The dog bit somebody and it's going to be... There's going to be a case. Oh, so if a dog bites you, it's going to go go into the hopper almost. Uh, it's just, yeah, uh, insurance is going to cover it. Your homeowner's insurance is going to cover it. Sure. There's a little bit of a deep pocket there. So, okay. yeah. well, yeah, and the, and we all know that lawyers hate deep pockets. <laughs> I'm being facetious. Yes, yeah, you know, it's yeah. just oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, those of you who say this is not a Uh-oh. case, Uh-oh. who would that be? That, that would be me. Todd Cunin. Oh, Todd, Todd, Todd. Congratulations, my friends. (laughs) It is a true story with different names and places, but no lawsuit was ever even considered, they said. They were very good friends. And that is case or no case. And next time, uh, let's see, what are we going to do? Oh, the story of the red-fingered thief. That's next hour. Does Todd get three? Yeah, Todd gets three. Kind of right. Now, now to, to let everyone know, if you haven't heard of what we do here on Case or No Case, the, the, the goal is to achieve 50 points. And usually takes us, what, a couple of months till we get to 50 points. And, and with every, normally, with every case or no case that Cal gives us, you can get a potential of two points. If you say that it is a case, you can get one point for saying it's a case. And then the second point can come by saying who wins that case. The proper outcome. The proper the outcome. Right. Or... You can get two points blanket if you predict it's not a case. This is something Cal made up or it never resulted in a case. And that's like an all or nothing guess, which is what I did. And today, Cal has graciously decided that instead of awarding two points, it will be three points. That's right. And that's why I got three And there's points. one more element. If, if um, our producer actually stumps us all, he gets two points. And you see, I should get a point, half a point for every time I still, if I stump one of you, I should get some kind of homage. Yeah, that that way we can't block you. Look, folks, we're going to our bottom of the hour break. If you want to participate in the show, give us a call. 855-529-7234. 855-529-7234. We will be back after these messages talking about the NFL. Radio Law Talk. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, 
warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-617-9312. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing, and you always need to be sticking your fingers. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. You simply apply a discreet, easy-to-use sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger pricks. If you test your blood sugar at least four times per day and inject insulin at least three times per day or use an insulin pump and have private insurance or Medicare, you might be eligible for a CGM with little or no cost to you. Call U.S. Medical Supply today for a free benefits check. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill Medicare or your insurance directly. Call now and say goodbye to finger pricks. 800-493-6112. That's 800-493-6112. No some... Radio Law Talk. I like that show. I like the Amadrosa Valley. This is Radio Law Talk. Welcome back to the show. Todd Cunin sitting in for Fred Penny. And I, I slid one spot to my right, my usual spot, just so that I could sit in his chair. And you know what? It feels the same as sitting in my other chair. I just have a better view of Cal, and that's all the that's all that's really important. As Cal flexes behind the glass, <laughs> uh, folks. Before we get into the first case, I also want to remind you that uh, our disclaimers: we are not giving legal advice here on Radio Law Talk. We talk about general principles of law. If you have an issue that needs to be addressed, the only advice we can give you is to seek out your own attorney that can have a, conf- a confidential conversation with you, protected by the attorney-client privilege, and you can get legal advice specific to the issue you are facing. So with that, if you want to participate in the show to comment generally, talk about general topics of law, 855-529-7234, 855-529-7234. We'd love to have you participate. Uh, Denise, do you follow the NFL? Um, well, it depends on what you mean by follow. Well, I you- watch some games. I remember Jerry Glanville, a very famous line that he had. He's yelling at some referees. He says, this is the NFL, which stands for not for long if you keep making calls like that. <laughs> um, but the NFL, every year when the season ends, I, I personally start paying attention to say, okay, the season is now over. Which athlete is going to get in trouble? During this offseason. And there's always at least one. And, and look, by getting in trouble, I mean accused of something. But, you know, look, innocent until proven guilty. Last week and the week before, we talked about Deshaun Watson, quarterback for the Houston Texans, and the legal challenges he is facing. There have been others. Uh, let's see, last year or the year before last, Antonio Brown, wide receiver for, well, several teams. But at the time, it was the Raiders. He was with them for a little bit. He was facing a lot of legal challenges and allegations about him. Uh, There's just no shortage of it. Well, now one of the top defensive linemen 
in the NFL. Aaron Donald plays for the Los Angeles Rams, and he is facing allegations. A criminal complaint has been filed against him by a uh, private party. In some jurisdictions, that is allowed. Normally, criminal complaints are filed by the district attorney. But in some jurisdictions, when I lived in Tennessee, it was this way. A private citizen can come into the clerk's office and swear out a criminal complaint against somebody. And then as the DA, I had to uh, I had to try to make that one stick. And some of those were pretty interesting to read. But Aaron Donald is facing charges. And I believe this is where is this? That's out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And the allegation is this that he was at a club, there was a, uh, a misunderstanding, an altercation that took place, and the, let's see, the alleged victim claims that he was struck in the face by Aaron Donald, and it caused a fracture, I believe, of the orbital bone, that's the bone that goes right around the eye, and and essentially the complaint... And a concussion. And a concussion. And so the complaint is that uh, that he was assaulted, he was attacked by Aaron Donald. And so Mr. Donald is going to have to uh, face that. And it just happened about a week ago, not even quite a week ago. It was the early hours of April 11th. Now, when this story broke, I watched all the news channels. And, oh, my gosh, Aaron Donald's in so much trouble, and everybody's talking about this, and this could happen. And, and then there were people that said, look, we know Aaron Donald. This is so out of character for him, which is amazing because he is ferocious on the football field, but by all accounts had kept it. When it was on the field as part of his job, right? As part of what he did. His, his job was to sack the quarterback. Well, yesterday, Mr. Donald's attorney has released a statement. And we're gonna, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Because the statement released by Aaron Donald's attorney is, hold on, there's video evidence of what took place. And the fact of the matter is, there were other people that Mr. Donald doesn't know who there was an altercation between the alleged victim and Mr. Donald. But before anything happened on Donald's part, the alleged victim swung a beer bottle at Mr. Donald, at Aaron. Aaron ducked out of the way. It didn't hit him in his head. And then people, others that were around, ushered the alleged victim away before any altercation. And Aaron Donald was ushered away. And then the allegation, if this is true, it it speaks to the good things that were said about Aaron Donald. Donald came back and witnessed a melee of sorts. A group of people were attacking this guy. And Donald was actually the one who went in and was pulling people off of the guy to stop the assault. It wasn't him. Now, whether or not. So that, where did they get the video? Was it from the club? I would imagine it's probably surveillance video. Well, from it's the a club. It looks like it's an iPhone. You know, one of those that has the edges blurred out. So it probably is a phone being held up. You know, oh, OK. Like it could be. Yeah. So so this is going to be interesting to see. Look, I get it. If if the if the alleged victim, if I crediting everybody with being above board here and if the if the alleged victim, um, uh, say Spriggs, if if Spriggs did indeed suffer a fractured orbital bone and a concussion, then the question would be, if that happened, were were you really able to see who it was that hit you? Because that's a significant injury. Who threw the first punch? Yes. I don't Critical think it matters, though. But, no, but, but not, the, the, not really, because, it, I mean, it, it's all based upon force and necessary and all that stuff to protect a third person. The, if this group jumped in and started beating up the Spriggs guy, 
just because they were protecting Donald, then they overdid it, well, and they, I, some of them could be. I think liable. my question is in the in the Aaron in that thing when he jumped in and started pulling up. Did somebody take a whack at him before he responded in kind or something like that? That would be a question I think I'd want to answer. Wouldn't uh, you? Yeah, I just feel like it's not Donald that hit him. That that it. I mean, from what we're hearing from his attorney, it sounds like um, there was a group of people that were actually beating him. The only criminal complaint has been filed has has named Aaron Donald as the defendant. Oh, you're kidding. So that that, that's it. It's just Aaron Donald has been named as the defendant in this criminal complaint. And so, from my perspective, if uh, if that's based upon what the victim thought he saw. Again, you got a concussion, you got a fractured orbital bone. If there were a lot of people around, you might not have specifically seen, been able to see who hit you. But if the video shows that Donald didn't hit him, that Donald left after the alleged victim swung a beer bottle out of him and then came back to pull people off of the victim to help essentially try to protect him, uh, I don't see this case going very far uh, as far as the case against Aaron Donald. But we'll follow. I mean, look, this is, it's, it's not even a week old. And so we have this stuff back and forth. This is going to be one that's going to be fun to follow. And this raises another great question, just a general question. And that is many times the video clips that we see lack context. They don't show the very beginning of the incident. You know, by the very end, they hang out and show people running away. This one does. I'm watching it again. There's no con- how do you know where it really began? You, you can't tell. And that, I think that's always a problem. If you want to tell a story, you can do it with video. It's pretty easy if you get to edit it. Right. Uh, you know, it, it, you, you make an interesting point. I remember when I was a district attorney, I saw a video and they showed it to us. And, and the idea was here uh, about not jumping to conclusions. Right. And in this case, there was a uh, there was a guy who was walking. It was at night was walking away from law enforcement. They were trying to stop him. And and as he's walking away. And it's from the officer's body cam that is right behind him. As the guy is walking away, it looks like the guy is doing absolutely nothing. And the officer opens fire, shoots him in the back. And you look at that video and you think, oh, my gosh. Right. But then there was another video taken perpendicular from the right side of the person that was walking away. And what you couldn't see in the first video was that the guy walking away actually was holding a gun underneath his right armpit and was firing backwards at the officer who was behind him, wow. firing shots. You couldn't see it from the uh, you couldn't see it from the perspective of the body cam of the officer behind him. That just leads to more context as to what was going on. The officer was returning fire. And, and, and Thank you're you right. for making my point. <laughs> yeah. And, and you're right. You, you don't uh, you don't always get the context. I would be curious to see what the uh, surveillance video, if there's any, would show in this instance. Because when it's from private cell phones, you also wonder, did anybody cut anything out? You know, is, there, is it editable? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm true. saying. So, you can tell any story with video you Photoshop. want. If you're the editor, you can do whatever you want, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. And, I mean, that's going to be tr- uh, something to see. And I think that the bouncers of the place probably got involved at some they, point. They too. might have. They might have. I didn't read anything about that, but that, that might very well be the case. But it's just getting started, so we'll follow this one as it goes forward. Let's uh, really quickly, we'll, we'll pick this one up a little bit after we come back. Um, sticking with the NFL, the uh, former assistant coach for the um, Kansas City Chiefs and son of the head coach, um, Britt Reed, is now facing criminal charges in Missouri, Jackson County, Missouri, for the injuries caused as a result of the vehicle accident he was in just before the Super Bowl, the week before the Super Bowl. And uh, 
When we come back, we'll talk about what charges he's facing and then talk generally about that specific class of offense and when is it a felony, when is it a misdemeanor. You're listening to Radio Law Talk. You want to join in, 855-529-7234. It's 855-529-7234. Look forward to your calls. This is Radio Law Talk, heard every Saturday, 9 to noon, live, uh, Pacific Time. And as we stream it live on Radio Law Talk then, live on many radio stations, and by delay, by podcast, anytime you wish. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Concussion Medical Clinic knows active people run the risk of the concussion. Soccer, football, even a simple fall can lead to a brain injury. Concussion Medical Clinic can test you before you start a sports program so they can have a baseline and more quickly diagnose a concussion should one occur. They also offer expert witness services if you're involved in a concussion case, and their specialty is the treatment of concussion. So if you have suffered a concussion and want the best concussion care available, give Concussion Medical Clinic a call, 916-259-4043, 916-259-4043, Concussion Medical Clinic. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. I'm going to quick quack car wash, dip my car wash, make it quick quack, pretty shiny, sexy, just because I want to don't drive dirty, going to give my car suds at the quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack, quickest and the cleanest by far, we're talking three skinny minutes, sitting right in your car, wash a hundred feet of cloth, washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Sauber, Cadillac, quick quack, will spruce her up just like that. You'll be happy looking snappy, you'll be glad you was at the quick quack car wash. Get on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest quick quack in the local area. Get in your car, get in your truck, get on the road, come visit the duck at the quick quack car wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. I knew I had a problem, but I didn't know what to do about it. I tried counting calories, I took pills, eating and eating, and then more eating. I really wanted to stop, but nothing could make me stop. At one point, it was so bad that I just felt like giving up. I felt so alone like nobody else could possibly understand we understand we're overeaters anonymous and we have helped thousands of people just like you people who want to stop their compulsive eating and start living a healthy rewarding life overeaters anonymous help me get my life back now i eat in a way that's healthy and good for me 
I never realized what I was missing out on. With OA, I am living again and loving it. Start living the life you deserve with help from Overeaters Anonymous. Find us on the web at OA.org. Okay, man, this is your time. Maybe you didn't choose this, but you're here now. You're going to go out there and be an all-star caregiver. Cook, clean, be there emotionally and physically. you got to dig deeper. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments, because that's what caregivers do. Don't give up. Show the world that you're tougher than tough. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Are you serious? You're listening to RadioLawTalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny. Radio Law Talk and RadioLawTalk.com. Frederick Penny on assignment. Todd Cunin filling in for him here. So when we went to the break, we teased a little bit about the, uh, oh, about the uh traffic accident and the results of the incident that occurred in Kansas City, Missouri, involving the, at the time, the outside linebackers coach for the Kansas City Chiefs, who was also the son of the head coach, uh, the individual in question, Britt Reed, is the son of Andy Reed, the head coach for the Chiefs. And, and he was he the, like assistant coach? Yes, or he, he was. was his... He was an outside linebackers coach for the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh. And just before the Super Bowl, about a few days before the uh, team left Kansas City to fly down to Tampa to prepare for the Super Bowl, uh, Britt Reed was involved in an automobile accident near the stadium, Kansas City Chiefs Stadium. It was off-ramp. There was a car pulled over to the side of the road. Another car was there as well, uh, rendering assistance. And um, Britt Reed was driving a vehicle and plowed into the uh, two cars that were on the side of the road. A little girl was severely injured. Multiple people were injured, but one in particular... A little um, five-year-old girl. Five-year-old who is still suffering tremendously as a result of that accident, injury suffered as a result of the accident. And a, a DUI investigation started because, uh, according to police reports, uh, Mr. Reed, Britt Reed, had admitted that he took Adderall and he'd had some alcohol to drink earlier. Um, so they pulled the black box out of the vehicle and checked to see how fast Mr. Reed was going and I believe the report was he was going 83.9 miles per hour oh at the time heavens. of impact. This is on an off-ramp. That's going on an off-ramp, not an on-ramp? An off-ramp. So he was wow. coming off of the freeway, coming up on an off-ramp to, you know, eventually come to a stop, then go, by all accounts, by to go to the stadium when he uh, collided, his vehicle collided with the others. And they also tested his blood alcohol level, and according to the recent com- criminal complaint that's filed, they're alleging that his blood alcohol level came back at a point one six, which is twice the legal limit. And so he is charged with felony driving under the influence. And we'll follow this to find out what happens. I mean, it's a it's a tragic case, especially for the for the victim in the victims in this case. I mean, little girl, five year old who's going to have um, significant health issues in the near future, and hopefully it's not long-term, but we'll have to see. Yeah. We talked about the uh, black box in the car 
previously related to um, Tiger Woods. Uh, Tiger Woods. That's right. And um, apparently it has amazing information that's very helpful. And oh, also yeah. apparently 80 miles an hour is not an unusual speed for celebrities to drive in SUVs, 80 plus, because he was... Tiger Woods was going over 80 when his accident occurred. That's correct. Apparently. Tiger was going Allegedly, look, yeah. all of the, you know, before they had the black boxes in cars and, and they still use accident reconstructionists. But before you could get that information from a black box, an accident reconstructionist would come out. And if the investigation was done properly, it's all limited by how much information you get from the initial investigation. But they can they can uh, an accident reconstruction expert can. Uh, I don't want to use the word reverse engineer, but they can estimate, reconstruct, a, a reconstruct yeah. Yeah. what a person's speed was based upon skid marks, based upon uh, how long a skid mark goes. And what they would do is, let's say a, a vehicle that's moving hits a vehicle that is stopped. What they do is they would measure the skid marks of the stopped vehicle to see how far it was pushed. And then they could go ahead and take a look and say, okay, if, we, if, we, if it was this distance, that equates to a speed of this much based upon the weight of the vehicles involved. They also can, uh, can look at manufacturing data because some vehicle manufacturers, if not most, release data about crumple zones on vehicles saying, look, if, if it was pushed in this far, it equates to this kind of an accident. And they can do all this stuff. But... When the black boxes came out, when they started installing those in cars, that ended up doing a lot of work. Now the guesswork, for example, about how fast Mr. Reed was allegedly traveling, well, that's just contained in the black box, 83.9 miles an hour. You don't have to – I mean, obviously you want to look at the skid marks and stuff like that, but this corroborates those findings. But, but a big question that I get, because I do criminal defense, uh, a big question that I get is when is a DUI a misdemeanor? And when is it a felony? I had a client come in, uh, not too long, a prospective client come in not too long ago. It was a high blood alcohol case. I think it was well over a 0.20. And the individual was really worried that because the alcohol level, that it was going to be charged as a felony and not a misdemeanor. And, and it was you know, it's just really high. Are they going to hammer me because this is a felony? Are they going to charge me with a felony? Mind you, no prior criminal history with this person at all. And the answer is, uh, you know, your blood alcohol level could be Five times illegal. Look, if, if your blood alcohol level gets to like a 0.5, you're in a coma, you're probably dead. All right. Uh, even 0.4 and above is pretty rare for someone to even be minimally functioning because of the effect that it has on, on your nervous system, your, your nervous system yeah. and what have you. But let's say somebody has a, a 0. 0.40, but they're still functioning. They're behind the wheel of the vehicle. And it's their first offense. Guess what? It's a misdemeanor. The only thing. In California. In every state. Oh, really? Yes. The only thing that makes a DUI a felony, there's two conditions. One is if when you pick up the DUI, this is California, I think this is uniform for all states. If you pick up the DUI, and at the time you pick up the new DUI, you have three prior DUIs within a 10-year period. This would be your fourth DUI in 10 years. It's a felony. Okay? You pick up four DUIs in 10 years. You, you know, look. There are people who are devastated and ashamed when they pick up one to go back and do it three more times in 10 years. That's that's pretty significant. So that's one. The only other way that a DUI can really be a felony without the number of the required number of priors is if the driving resulted in an accident and the accident resulted in the injury or death of somebody else. 
And it's really dependent upon the severity of the injury. Look, if, if a person's got a 0.16 DUI and they hit a, another vehicle and the person in the other vehicle um, is not harmed at all, it gets a scratch. And it's something that, you know, two or three days, you can't even see the scratch. Well, that's technically an injury, probably not going to be a felony, but it could still be alleged and they negotiate it down. But if there's no other injuries, absent injury or death to another individual, it's going to be a misdemeanor DUI, regardless of the blood alcohol level. So that is a general answer to uh, to that question. I get that all the time. So it, it, what about personal damage, per, personal property damage? Uh, Does so, that matter? So if uh, so, let's use a hypothetical. I'm driving. I have a 0.16 blood alcohol level, and I plow through somebody's front yard, and I take out, say, you know, and I, I drive my car through the corner of their house, causing fifty thousand dollars damage. Add as many zeros as applicable to wherever you live to make this one apply. So the question there is: In the San Francisco Bay Area, five million. Five million dollars, exactly. <laughs> right, right. So the question, your question, Denise, is: Let's say that happened. And I have no other prior criminal history. Does the fact that I caused the damage in that amount make it a, a felony? Yeah, that's my question. Only if I flee the scene. If I flee the scene, yes, it can be a felony, hit and run. Got even it. even if I leave the car there, I just I just take off. Right. Got it. That's that could be felony hit and run with property damage because there's a certain amount. But if I don't leave the scene and I stay there, well, it's not hit and run because I stayed. It's not vandalism because I didn't intend to do that act. I don't have the specific intent. I didn't have the intent to vandalize somebody's property. This was an accident. Uh, There's really no other theory. The only way that that could be a felony is, again, if somebody was sitting in that corner room when I plowed through the injured. side and they got injured, well, then, yes, that could be a felony. Got it. But what about a pet or something like that? And it has to be a human injury? Only if it's a cat. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you know. Yeah. Uh, no, um, no, because because that's personal property. Well, you would look, oh, you would look right. at it. That's you right. you would look right. at it. You know, somebody might be saying, "Well, what about cruelty to animals?" Yeah, it's got to be willful cruelty to animals. You have to have an intent. So you have to have that intent, and you just don't have it there. But it it used to be under California law, if you got in a car and you decided to take a spin while you were intoxicated, that that was intent. That was enough because they could charge you with vehicular manslaughter in the event of – but but I don't see that happen very much anymore. Well, now, I just – if you look at the plea forms for DUI in California, and like every state is different, but in California, you look at the plea form, and the defendant, when they plead to a first-time DUI, has to sign this advisement. It's called a 23593 advisement, which says, I I understand that if I drink and drive at any point in time in the future and I get in an accident and somebody's killed, I can be charged with murder. It's uh, second-degree murder, and that can happen. That can happen. There was a gentleman in Red Bluff who struck a woman and, and took the woman's life with his vehicle. And because he did not receive the warning in driving school last time, he was not charged with vehicular homicide. Absolutely. I, I have seen those cases. Yeah. It's difficult sometimes to prove, but not if they signed it on a plea form. Folks, we're done with our first hour. Be stick around for the second hour coming up. You want to participate, 855-529-7234. This is Radio Law Talk. We'll be back. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.
Constitution is amazing. It's full of what's called negative rights, designed to protect us from the corrupt powers of a dictatorship. Like our right to worship our own God, not some official state religion. Our right to prevent the government from seizing our property without paying fair market value for it. Or our right to be tried by a jury of our peers, people like us, not by some star tribunal. And that's why America has become the richest, most just society in the world. Other countries force so-called positive rights onto their citizens. These enable one group to take from another group their free speech, money, and choice by using government force. Socialists love wielding this power over people. Sometimes we take our freedoms for granted, but we can lose our Bill of Rights and our Constitution and become like Venezuela or North Korea. Failed, brutal socialist regimes. We need your help to spread the good news about our amazing U.S. Constitution. Help us take back America. Go to OurAmericanRights.com. Brought to you by the American Media Council.